Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we, we listen to punk, hardcore, metal, and adjacent forms of music that people submit to us. It's typically our first time hearing the releases in question, and we honestly react to whatever it is that we're hearing. Sometimes we like stuff, sometimes we do not like stuff, sometimes we ruthlessly roast stuff, but even if we don't like something, we encourage you to engage with the stuff that you do like by supporting it, buying records, going and seeing bands. Uh, we're not trying to be professional critics or make objective value judgments here. We're just a couple of dummies in a basement talking about music. Uh, the format of the show is very simple. We have 10 bands in the queue every week. Everything is listener submitted. We roll some dice and randomly select usually between five and seven of them to hear per episode. If you want to submit music to us, you can do it at demolistenpodcast at gmail.com. Just make sure that your release is uh, a year or less old from the time of submission. And that's all there is to it. I just got done vending, uh, doing my, you know, uh, applying my trade as it were. Yeah. My vintage wares, hawking my vintage wares at a three-day local tattoo festival. Yeah, I bet you that was fun. Man, it was uh, it was pretty miserable. I it bet was, you saw some freaks. See, that's the thing. So, like, I, in my head, like, I think of, I, I still think of tattoo culture or people in a way that is probably 20 years bygone now, right? So, I brought a bunch of, like, uh, actually cool stuff, I guess, you know, like fifties and sixties menswear, like shit that is like actually cool and timeless and like cool yeah, old mil you, military surplus stuff. Didn't you say something to me along the lines of those idiot tattooers will go crazy for this stupid shit? Yeah, of course. <laughs> sure. Yeah, 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 of course. Um, but the thing is like, you know, in my head, I'm thinking about traditional tattooers, people who are like fuck with, you know, Burt Crack and Milton's ice and stuff. But in fact, it was a bunch of people doing like photorealistic portraits and like yeah. new school and like uh, real high, super illustrative type of shit with mm -hmm. that all dressed like they're st like trying out for the band 18 Visions in 2003 mm -hmm. with like eyeliner and big peacock hair and stuff. Yeah. And uh, and septum rings and a lot of big gauges and that's plugs. What's, that's what's going with the, with the tattoo crowd now. That's huh? certainly what's going with that sect of the tattoo crowd. So I just found myself kind of at a loss. Um, like Zaven like didn't sell almost anything <laughs> all weekend. I, I did enough, like the, the dude who ran it, Jake was kind enough to give us like a free, free booth because it was kind of a trial run on just like, we'll see sure. how it goes this, this, this year. And, uh, if it's good enough, you can come back next year. And if not, no worries. And so all things considered, you know, for my time, I sat around getting paid a fairly good hourly wage, certainly much better than I would have at any position that I would interview for. So I'm not bummed all in all, but I will say it was a, a confounding and baffling experience in the sense that like, you know, I w won't harp on it too much, especially considering we've covered it a lot recently on this show, but uh, just uh, it really reinforced the fact that anything that I may have once related to even in passing culturally has like uh it's long flown the nest. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's flown the coop. I no longer get it. I The people there were not at all representational of my interests or experience with like tattooers or tattooing or anything. And uh, Zavin and I just sat there doing uh, crossword puzzles. <laughs> I see you've got a tattooed a tattooed hunk brought up that on the is, screen. Now that there. is a fucking hunk, right? Yeah, sure. Look at that jawline with that beard and yeah. the swooping hair. Good stuff, man. Yeah. Is that what you saw there? No, there it wasn't even of that quality. It was like you know a lot of Disney princess tattoos. <laughs> yeah, Nightmare yeah, Before yeah. Christmas T-shirts yeah. and stuff. I lots, was like lots of Harry Potter stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like you know I don't have I sell some dumb stuff from. He, from from 
time to time, but like I don't have anything to cater to this crowd. I did bring like really bad late nineties turn of the century, like polyester button downs with like flames and like biomech dragons all over them. Yeah. Cause I figured, well, at, at least this, at least this will move. Nope. Not even that. Man. No Harry Potter stuff, man. No. Nope. Check out this badass shit from a children's book. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So yeah, I'm, I'm like, uh, I'm still in, I'm still in that, in that space, that headspace right now. So I'm hoping that doing this, the show tonight will help reorient me to my own, little bubble of reality once again did you hear any good music no i didn't there hear was it. like no like the first day was a classic rock playlist yeah uh, all day for like and and i did we did two what ended up being 11 hour days in a row mm -hmm. uh and then today which ended up being about an eight hour day okay. and the first day was like a classic rock playlist and i'm not talking like deep cuts just the, the type of music that is basically tailor-made to to offend the least possible people played at a very moderate volume, which mm -hmm. I, I appreciated the latter bit, at least. Sure. Uh, but yeah, a lot of just Aerosmith, uh, ACDC, that kind of stuff. D day two was pretty tolerable. It was like this a similar thing, but just with rap stuff. Mm -hmm. So you're hearing LL Cool J. You're hearing, uh, you're hearing like the, the, the standard sort of unoffensive, inoffensive, like classic golden era hip-hop stuff sure. which i like so sure. all good yeah that's good you know what i mean so it was but there wasn't anything that i will i'll just say there wasn't a single cool thing happening in the building not one not really one we we were right we were right next to a vendor of uh a business called two crazy crystal dudes <laughs> okay um who were selling quote unquote crystals it was clearly just like rocks and tibetan singing bowls and stuff that they bought in like bulk wholesale from you know amazon or wherever sure, you would get that stuff sure yeah. yeah exactly why would you spend amazon money right yeah so uh it was not cool at all damn <laughs> damn damn now that's a that's a cool image that's a tattoo you don't want to run into no at night. no you sure don't <laughs> because because if you run into them you might poke your eye out that's on right. those little studs that's right yeah the, again there was a lot of haircuts like that a lot of side shaved kind of mo fashion mohawks and stuff now that's the kind of guy that was there exactly like a kind of doughy guy with a stupid tank top on and a bad beard and some like cheap gas station like ray-ban style glasses that's exactly the type of dude that was there for the most part so is that what the tattooers look like or is that what the the, the average person looks the like? the tattooers looked all sorts of ways but almost none of them were good yeah you know there was though there were these guys too just like doughy white guys uh and then there was a lot of dudes that's just like with uh with face tattoos and shit that were like wearing vaguely streetwear centric outfits but 10 years behind anything that would be pertinent to like a fashion today. And I was like telling Zavin too, like it was just like everyone was trapped in Amber from 2010 and like, well, it is Fort Wayne. Sure. Exactly. But a lot of the tattooers were from out of town. And, uh, it's one of those things where it's like, if you're, if you haven't changed at all in 12 years and you started with a fairly timeless, uh, aesthetic, all good, you know, like you can wear what you wear until you die and it will never and be I dated will. and it will never be dated because it's just some fucking like practical work slacks, some Adidas, a t-shirt. It's a simple look. You can't fuck it up. It works for all occasions. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Uh, but if you're trapped in Amber from 2010 and you were wearing like 2010 ass clothes in 2010, like elasticy tight jeans and some really dumb like fly knit nike tennis shoes and like an extra medium t-shirt 
um, it's real bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's good. That's good. There was also a kids, there was like a kids temporary tattoo booth. And I saw one, like Zayvon and I saw this one mom pushing their baby in a stroller and she had gotten temporary tattoos on the baby. That's very nice. So it wasn't like a child who would like, whatever, right. if a kid's like, let me get a temporary tattoo. All good. Baby. But like she made the decision. I want to have this temporary tattoo on my baby. And let, let me just state for the record. That is, that is orders of magnitude worse than putting a minor threat onesie on the baby. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's it's like, yeah, it's way up there. Yeah. It's exponentially worse, for yeah. sure. Yeah, that's pretty shitty. Yeah. Well, I guess now the question is answered. What kind of people actually pay to go to a tattoo convention three days in a row if you're not a tattooer yeah. or getting tattooed? Yep, for sure. Um, idiots. Yeah, 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 no doubt. The worst and, kind. And, you know, next year... Don't even bother. Next year, I'm not going to do it. I told Jake. I mean, Jake's the fucking man. He's a super nice dude. I've known him since I was 16 years old. And I was like, yeah, you know, I didn't make enough money that if I had to pay the booth fee, I'd do it. And like, this is just, uh, it's not the vibe, as the kids say. I don't right. know. The, the people here are not, uh, they're not looking to buy cool clothes. Nope. <laughs> they're looking to buy Nightmare Before Christmas pajamas, and I don't have any of those on deck. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, you got anything? You want to jump into the queue? You got any thoughts, feelings? No, I, I don't have it. I had some thoughts earlier today, but they trickled out of my brain okay. as the day went on. Sure. Um, so no, not really. I uh, No. Okay. All right, cool. Let's jump into the queue then. Um, so first up, we've got Gorilla Knife Fight from Brody uh, with Knife Fight in Hell. This is a band out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. They get some hardcore stuff, like some hardcore punk shit. Um, then we have got Claw with Feel the Claw. This is a band out of Germany. It was sent in by Derek, described it as some German metal shit. Then we have got Omni of Halos with their Carefree EP. This is a band out of Sweden. This was sent in by Matthias. Uh, he sent this in a while back, and uh, the dice didn't favor it. It was just like the first single off of this EP, and mm -hmm. now the entire EP is out. Okay. Then we have got uh, Manat, Manat, M-A-N-A-T, with their demo. Uh, doesn't there's not like any readily available info on this. I this think it's metal. like it's metal stuff out of New York. I think, um, but other than that, there's no bio or descriptor or anything. Uh, this was sent in by Eric. <laughs> then we have got uh, Syndrome eighty one with uh, Prisons Imaginaires. This stuff fucking rules. Uh, I already have listened to this record and it's great. A lot of people have listened to this record and know it's great, but. I guarantee there's plenty of people in our listenership that have not. So if we if we land on this, we'll listen to it and give it a fair shake. But this was sent in by a few people. I think this is one of the, the hotter records in this lane this year. Then we have got Surfer James uh, with their four-way split, a.k.a. Comp. Comp. My, my, <laughs> a.k.a. My, Comp. Come on. Come on. <laughs> yes. Surfer James with their four-way split with uh, Sidetracked, Meth Camp, and Heck Dorlin. Um, some, some choice names there, Meth X Camp and Heck Dorlin. Heck Dorlin. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Surfer James is like a few of these members playing that band Stunner that we had on the podcast, like a couple months ago that we're playing. They're from Michigan playing kind of gel style. Hardcore sure. Punk. I remember now. Yep. Yep. They're playing at the house here in like a little, like a month now. Um, the, so sidetracked, we've played on the show before. I know Jay sidetracks been going fucking forever. Um, they sent this in like the band self submitted Vinny from the band sent it in and said that he, uh, he thinks we might like this stuff. Then we have got beta Maximo with Spain vice. This is a band out of Spain. Uh, this was sent in by Sam. I don't know anything about it at all. And then we've got Eelmen with Live at New River Studios. Uh, this is a band out of London, like garagey punk stuff. It was sent in by a different Sam. 
And then we have got Enclave with World in Progress. We've had this band on the show before. Uh, Tully sent this in. This is an Australian post-punk band. He said this stuff is uh, pretty much like the like the shit that we heard before, still in the same vein, but uh, a little bit more, uh, a little bit heavier and more pummeling. And then last up, we have got Red Herrings with their self-titled release. This is a band out of uh, Holyoke, Massachusetts. This was sent in by Andrew. Let's okay. Roll the dice. All right. Two. All right. Two is Claw with Feel the Claw. You can find this at feeltheclaw.bandcamp.com. This is a band from Kalmbach, Germany. Uh, some metal shit. Uh, I don't... Okay, so the first song is an intro track. Um, I cannot remember if there were, was a particular song recommended to us here, but I guess we can just start with what they have queued up. It's also the second and, I guess, first proper track yeah, of the record. Yeah, because there's a 55-second intro. Yep, for sure. So we're going to listen to Evil Sorcery by Claw off of Feel the Claw. That was Evil Sorcery by Claw off of Field Claw out of uh, Kalmbach, Germany. I thought that was pretty good, uh, especially for what appears to be a uh, a first release, at least as far as I can tell. There's nothing else on this band camp to indicate else, uh, any, indicate anything else. The artwork, I think, is quite good. If I were flipping through a uh, record bin and I saw that, I would certainly flip this over, see who put it out, check it out, see what it's about. I like the art a lot. Um, the production was the thing that stood out for me on this. I think it was 
pretty sterile for what this is. It was just lacking the necessary punch. The songwriting was pretty good. I thought that main riff was was good and catchy. I dug it. It was a it was a solid riff to return to a few times. There was a little bit less going on in this than I kind of hoped there would be. Um, or maybe it just like it, there doesn't have to be that much going on in this type of just like straight ahead uh, punk infused metal type of shit like you know Venom informed metal, Hellhammer informed metal kind of stuff. Uh, you know, midnight shit like that. Uh, but there was something, there was just something missing here for me. And it might've just been the mix. It might've just been it not punching hard. Enough. I, I think that's what did it is as I, we were listening to this, I was sort of looking at the art. I'm looking at the general names of the players, mm -hmm. you know, looking at the uh, CD package. Yeah, sure. And everything. And this band has way more style. Mm-hmm than at least substance that I heard in this. Yeah, for sure. Like, if I saw this in a record store, for, I wouldn't see it because it's on a CD. But, sure. you know, let's get that aside. Yeah. If I saw this in a store, I am immediately drawn to it. Sure. And unless this came out in, like, 82... Right, 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 right. I'm kind of disappointed with it. Yeah, yeah. Like, like yeah, the, the, the production on it was... I don't know. It could have been bigger, thicker. Yeah. Warmer. For sure. You know what I mean? But everything was just kind of... Uh, right in the middle. Yeah. And cold. Yeah, for sure. You for know? sure. And that kind of drew, that, that kind of, I don't know, that sucked. <laughs> that kind of killed the whole thing for me because yeah. I just wanted this to be loud and, and nasty and snarly and ignorant, and it just wasn't. Yeah. Um. So, I yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of disappointed in this in a lot of ways because I expected a lot more. I I'm looking at the, the track lists here. Mm -hmm. Expect a lot more based solely on the album art. Right, sure. That's it. Yes. Um, and, you know, it's got 10 songs. Three of them are intros, and one of them is an outro. So let's say it's got seven songs. Sure. Right? Yeah. Um, guys, knock it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's too, that's too many interludes. Right. Track uh, one, chapter one, the eve, the eve of Evil Sorcery, going into track two, Evil Sorcery. Uh -huh. Okay, fine. Sure. Right? Yes. Track three, Claw Witch, 1983, intro. Yep. Track four, Feel the Claw. The intro is 19 seconds long. Yes. One track. Right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> why, why is that two tracks? That's right. very, very, very weird. Track seven, Unknown Solar System, 3083. Seems like there's a bit of a theme here. I don't sure. know. Right. Right. I don't, you know, uh, maybe I should listen to the rest of it. Perhaps. Uh, track eight, Space Star. Yeah. One track. Yes, exactly. Unknown Solar System intro is thirty is twenty nine seconds. Right, one track. Yeah, there are one, two, three, four. Yes, four either intro or outro tracks yeah. on this ten song. So actually six, six songs, six songs, <laughs> six songs. Yeah. So it's, it is misleading. As I say, there's a <laughs> lot more misleading. style here than there is substance. Right, right. Yeah, for sure. Like the the song titles are intriguing. Yes. Right. The, yeah. the 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 idea, at least, that it's hinted that I don't know, maybe there's a, a theme to the entire record. Yeah. Perhaps. Right? Maybe I like that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, there's just more style than there is substance to this. This was okay for sure. And I I will say too, if this were just six songs, cut the intros and outros. Right. Six songs. This art on a cassette. And it was recorded like boombox demo quality. I'd be intrigued by this. I'd be like, okay, the songwriting here is pretty fucking good. This is a demo. I'm definitely gonna tune in to see what's next. But the fact that there seems to be a fair amount of like overall uh, production value here up front, and the actual production, like 
the mix and everything and the the just like it's missing that punch and that bite mm -hmm. and that i misled to think there are 10 songs on this one actually there are six there are just some things that make me feel less inclined to right. like dig deeper into this than i would if this were just like a boombox demo on a tape you know yeah because i think the songwriting again if this is indeed the first effort from this band i thought the song was like pretty solid yeah and this is if it, you're right if this were a demo solid yeah but the way it's presented yeah, you're, you're disappointed when you look at this package and yeah. this is what you get. For sure. Agreed. Um, okay, let's uh, let's roll the dice, see if we can't see if we can't do a little better on, on number two tonight. One. All right, one is Gorilla Knife Fight with Knife Fight in Hell. This is a band from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, so the, uh, the first one, the first song on this, also an intro track. I believe that we were uh, we were instructed to listen to the uh, the second track. It's only fifty seven seconds long. The intro is a minute nineteen. I know the intro and, and it's got lyrics. Yeah, the intro. I mean, it's only four lines, but yeah, 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 for sure. Um, I mean, we could listen. The, to the the intro is the longest track on here. Yeah, that's funny. That's actually quite funny. <laughs> I like that a lot. I mean, we could listen to the intro into the first song, or we could listen to just songs two and three. Let's let's listen to the intro into the into the first song. Okay, okay. There might be a pretty significant like sonic difference between the two. There might, yeah. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, maybe it'll give us a more well-rounded view of what Gorilla Knife Fight's all about. Yeah. They're certainly about brevity. So we're going to listen to Knife Fight in Hell and Freaks off of Knife Fight in Hell by Gorilla Knife Fight. Listen to Knife Fight in Hell, the intro, 
and freaks by uh, Gorilla Knife Fight off of their their tape, Knife Fight in Hell. At least I think it's a tape. It's laid out like a tape, which in 2022 does not Doesn't necessarily mean, mean that it is a tape. Um, so how'd you feel about that? That first track was an utter waste of time. It sure was, yeah. Um, hell of a way to open up uh, with a n- one minute and 19 seconds of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Second track, whatever. Yes. Here's the thing. I kind of like what what the person in this band is going for with just the general sort of uh, youthful anything goes sort of vibe. Sure. And I'm going to assume that the person doing this is pretty young. I that's that's I was going to touch on that. I hope so. Uh, I'm going to assume. Right? I would hope so. I'm going to assume that the person doing this is pretty young. Yep. Um, which I you know I'm into that. Um, but overall, I am not into this. Yes. Um, this just. Uh, What's to like? Right, sure. Right? Yes. That, I, I <laughs> yeah, said to you yeah. when that first track was playing, like, what a waste of fucking time. Right. Um, and, you know, whatever. That's, you know, not not their time in producing it, per se. Yes. My time. Yeah, exactly. In listening to it. Yeah. Right. Um, second track, fine. Classic sort of theme of just, you know, be yourself, be a freak. And there's a little thing here at the end with, you know, a little write-up by the person doing this, you yeah, know. I was going to mention Everyone deserves equality, sure. sure. Everything is possible with anarchy. Uh-huh. Mm, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I'm not so sure. We'll see what's, we'll see what's fucking possible <laughs> with anarchy. Yeah, for sure. Right? The, the horrors possible with anarchy yeah. will shock you. We, yeah, we, we'll see. We'll see, uh... We'll see what kind of stuff actually grows inside you with anarchy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. When right. you when you really can't trust your neighbor. Right. Not just a, not in sort of a metaphysical sense, right. but in the sense that they might be coming for your food. They right. might be coming for your girl, your right. kids, your property. Right. The point that like you're worried about even the appearance that you might have anything worth coming for. That's right. Yeah. Right? When you're sleeping with one eye open, we'll see what anarchy nets you. Right. We'll see how much you like that. <laughs> for sure. Right. <laughs> so, you know, whatever. That's like a youthful sort of stuff. I think yes. that that's a, that's a charmingly youthful, but also naive sort of, you know, thing. Sure. Um, I think that, you know, I can't think of a single punk over, 25 mm-hmm. that I've ever encountered in my life. Yeah. That still like really expresses faith in the concept of anarchy and equality. Yeah. There's like, there's uh there's some septum ring punt punks out there with like brain worms that are, are grown adults that are still, that are still on that tip for sure. Yeah. But are they to the point that like, Who knows? you know, are they, it depends. It might just be, I'll be part of the costume. That's what I mean. By know? then it's just a costume, right? Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and Trust me, if there is anarchy, mm-hmm. those are the motherfuckers you got to worry the most about. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah, they, he, ain't gonna, they ain't going to do jack shit to help the collective no, out because they don't do jack shit to help themselves out in present time. Yeah, yeah right? absolutely. So, um, you know, whatever. Shove that up your ass. So I didn't like this. No, me neither. I, I did not think this was very good. But I do appreciate the uh, I, I do appreciate the attempt at having fun, and sure. I you know that's what it's all about. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's nothing about this that appeals to me sonically, visually. If I saw this, I, I wouldn't be attracted to it. I see the the anarchy and equality, despite the fact that I have those tattooed on my wrists, as I am indeed well over the age of 25 now. Yeah, I've long since abandoned those. You have since abandoned. Them, right? <laughs> How old were you when you got those? 18. Yeah, I was like 18, 19 years yeah, old. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, that's right. and that's when I was still. 
thinking about getting a flux of pink Indians tattoo on my fucking forearm. You know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right. <laughs> it's a different Before time. you really sat down and thought, hmm, hmm. what does this mean? <laughs> yes, yeah, for sure. What, what does this mean? What are the implications of this in, in action? Right. Um, so, yeah, no, I'm, I'm totally with you. Didn't like this, but if this is a young person, as I suspect it is, more power to you. Have fun with it. Uh, you know, to ride this out until um, until the unfortunate realities of existence smash any notion of this, and you have to sadly abandon it for a more pragmatic uh, and cynical view of the world. You know, you know, gorillas come up quite a bit in punk rock. They do come up quite a bit in punk rock, yeah. don't they? Yeah, for sure. And it's real hit or miss with me. Yeah, on whether on whether the gorilla thing is gonna is gonna go over. <laughs> yeah, like sure. like gorilla biscuits. Yeah. But honestly, now in, in today's day and age, if you didn't know anything about gorilla biscuits, and somebody said, "Check out this band, Gorilla Biscuits," you'd, you'd be, be like, like mm. yeah. <laughs> "Right, this is kind of just pop punk with breakdowns." Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, no there's doubt. been a handful of bands with uh, gorilla in the name that uh -huh. I that I like. Sure. But a lot of times when I see a, a really um, Ape forward expression. Yes. <laughs> con, like Kong yeah. Kong aside. Uh -huh. But even Kong Kong, I was like, hmm. Yeah, what are we getting here? It's like, what the fuck is this shit? For sure. You're right. Uh, the gorilla is a sign that I maybe need to pump the brakes a little bit. Yeah. You know, and prepare myself for what I'm about to get into because I might not like it so much. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Like, I whenever I see before. that, I'm kind of like, hmm. Hmm, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, gorillas and monkeys are, are an omen. Yeah. <laughs> a portent. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's uh, let's roll the dice. So, so far, we're we're not starting off, uh, compared to last week, which was just banger You're after not, banger. I think last week was the, was maybe the most solid yeah. music-wise we've had in a long-ass time. In a long time, for sure. Uh, one again. All right, one is Omni of Halos. This is, uh, this is the stuff out of Sweden that Matthias sent in. Uh, this is their Carefree EP. I wonder if they really are carefree. I bet, yo, I will say living in Sweden, they have a better chance of being carefree than you or I, for Prob sure. Probably, I don't know. Um, so I think uh, I think You Suck is uh, is the track on here that was suggested to us. It's the first track on here as there's well. There's a video for it. Oh, there's a video for it. Okay, so they, they really believe in this track. So uh, so we're going to listen to You Suck by Omni of Halos off of their, uh, their EP, Carefree.
All right. We just heard the song You Suck by the band Omni of Halos off of their Carefree EP. Uh, based on the art, definitely different than what I expected. I should note that the art was done by uh, the vocalist of the uh, Viagra Boys, Sebastian Murphy. But now I do remember Matthias saying that this was indie rock with a pedal steel player. I actually thought the pedal steel was surprisingly tastefully employed. It was a nice little layer in the background. Wasn't overbearing. Added a uh, little touches of melody, little flourishes of melody here and there, and kind of worked pretty well. I think it might have also been produced by Per Stahlberg. It was who we've we've had his bands on the show before. Mm -hmm. um, so yo, this was obviously well done, very inoffensive, pretty catchy indie rock by uh, by uh, you know elder punks, right? Elder Elder Corman and punks. Yeah, I, I'm curious what other bands these dudes were in. Uh, were in certainly not their first rodeo. They're, right, they're playing quite well together. They clearly know what they want to accomplish here. Lot lots of uh, lots of tattoos that that betray a um, a past of perhaps louder, wilder music. Sure, this is uh, as far as like retirement plan music goes. This is the kind of stuff that for me, I'm like. Yeah, cool, man. At least you're not taking a pre-existing form like Doom and watering it down to its like most inoffensive essence, right? You're you're doing indie rock, a tried and a true thing. This is like borderline radio ready indie rock. It's not the kind of stuff that I really gravitate to, but it was really well done. It was very well produced too. This was not like slick in a way that I find uh, offensive and repulsive. This was produced and mixed really well, which probably is due to the fact it was also mixed by a dude who uh, mixes Dinosaur Jr. and Sonic Youth and Kurt Vile records. There's clearly money that went into the production of this on all fronts. I mean, the room that they're playing in alone. Sweden just seems like a paradise <laughs> where you can have face tattoos, but play in a fucking room filled with hundreds of thousands of it dollars just, of gear. Yeah, I was going to say lots of, of vintage, yes, very expensive, very loud equipment. Yeah, for sure. So all in all, I will say this is not for me in the sense that I'm not going to seek out indie rock of this ilk at this point in my life. I'm not going to actively check this out. But if this comes on on someone's playlist, I might be like, oh, who's this? This is pretty good, you know? And that's probably the start and end of my involvement with this kind of stuff. But I'm not mad at it at all. It's pretty good if they open up for, uh, if I'm seeing Built to Spill and this band opens up, I'm like, yeah, that opening band was pretty good. Yeah, I I have to really be in a mood to like this, and For I sure. was I was not in that mood tonight. Yeah, uh, that pedal steel really bugged the shit out of me. <laughs> I liked it a lot. I liked it. I thought it. I it, thought it worked it really, really well. Bugged the shit out of me. There was a, a couple times where they hit some like heavier chords and yeah, stuff, yeah, and I was yep. like, okay, now they're gonna fucking do it. Sure. And they didn't. They didn't. No. And. Um, yeah, this did not hit me tonight, man. Yeah, for sure. I, I no, I'll tell you one thing. You know, these guys are all general elder statesmen. We'll sure, say, yeah. right? Um, looking at the picture of the band, I do this all the time. Mm -hmm. I do this every with every fucking band. I look at who I, I if they don't have a picture of the band, I try to find it. Right, and I try to figure out who's doing what. Uh huh. Right. I'm usually wrong. Sure. I was very wrong about the singer of this band. Yeah, 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 for sure, right? Right? Because looking at the picture, there's like, you know, guys wear, there, there's like middle-aged men wearing quirky glasses. Yeah. Some hats. Sure. Right? Some facial hair. Right. Right? Some jowls. Uh -huh. And just general um, unimpressed faces. Sure. Right? It's your standard middle-aged man approach. Yes. To like band photo. Right. And then there's a guy on the side 
that looks like the fucking Lorax if he were 100 years old. <laughs> he looks like Rick Rubin. <laughs> yeah. He, he kind of looks like the Lorax and Rick Rubin, right? Yeah. He looks like an Ewok. Yeah, he does. He looks like one of those gray-bearded Ewoks. <laughs> yeah, a little right? bit, yeah. And I figured, I was looking at that, I'm like, well, what, that guy's probably... Bass player. Play, I was gonna say bass player. He's got a bass player look to him. Nope, he's right up front with that voice, with that 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 resounding voice. Yeah. And I wonder, like, what does he look like without all the gray? Yeah, that well, that would be interesting because he sure. has some face tats, right? Right. He does. I bet you he would look a hundred years younger. <laughs> Almost certainly, yeah, for sure. I'm starting to get a little bit of gray in my mustache, yeah. just like a couple strands yeah. here. And then I'm like, shit, I might have to either. I might either have to just for men this motherfucker, or you just don't do or that. just shave it off. Just shave it off. Yeah, man. I, here's the thing: is you you don't want to just for men unless yeah. it's like a, like apparent, like, right? For sure, like black not <laughs> not man mustache. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> yeah. Just show up. Looking like not man. One day. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. I could do that. I could get into that. But, but like, you know, if you if you shaved your beard, I, I think about this because I haven't grown a beard in a while. Mm -hmm. Um, and you shave your head for a while, right? Yeah. And you like have a general. You're active in the punk scene, and sure. you have a general youthful appearance. You're like, you know what? I'm gonna grow my hair out. Right. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, holy shit, I'm a grandpa. I yeah. didn't even know it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, that's the thing too. Like I let I let my hair get a little bit longer the other day and there was a fair amount of gray in that yeah. too. And I was like, oh fuck. You're grizzled. It's coming. Oh fuck. There that was that was not up for debate. I'm grizzled. <laughs> but now you are you are officially grizzled. Yes, for sure. So yeah, I, I don't know. Whatever. This band is uh they're they're having you know. It's so condescending. They're having fun. They're fun. <laughs> but, like, lots of people, I'm sure, really like this. Sure, right? yeah, They've absolutely. got some fucking weight behind them, and yeah. these dudes clearly have been, you know, yeah. hammering shit out for probably, well, for their entire adult life. Almost certainly, yeah. Right? And, and I'm plenty. I'm sure there's plenty of people in our listenership that will like this quite a lot. You know? Yeah. So uh, Just not me. Yeah, just not me either. I thought it was good, but I don't, I don't give a shit about it either, you know? Yeah. All right, what's next? Man, that's 0 for 3. It is 0 for 3. <laughs> 7. All right, this is uh, Red Herrings with a self-titled release. This is uh, the man from uh, Holyoke, Massachusetts. So I'm going to say right now, uh -huh. this is my favorite artwork we've seen tonight. Yeah, for sure. I like the, I like the it art. It looks hand-drawn, hand-colored yeah. with colored pencils or uh -huh. watercolor. I think it's colored pencils. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, this is this is my... The, the artwork has a lot of charm to it. This is my yeah. favorite artwork for the night. For sure. Uh, if The Claw mm -hmm. had a similar approach to their artwork, yeah. hand-drawn... Colored pencils. Right. Nasty little fucking werewolf guy ripping the heart out of Christ. Sure, yeah. Love it. Yeah, yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> That'd be Have cool. a totally different opinion in the claw. For sure. Right. Uh, so let's see. We've got the first song queued up to play. I feel like maybe the person who sent this in told me to listen to a specific song, but guess what? I didn't write it down. So we're going to listen to what they have queued up. We're going to listen to Perception by Red Herrings. <laughs>
All right, we just heard the song Perception by Red Herrings off their self-titled uh, what appears to be debut by, for all intents and purposes, you know, uh, a, a demo more or less. It's a cassette. Uh, cassette released TBA, so I don't know if that's happened in the intervening months between March and, and now. Uh, how'd you feel about it? Uh, we finally have a winner. Yeah, for sure. This is the best thing we heard tonight, in my opinion, or at I, least the one that's most to my taste. I really like this. This sounded like it came out around 73. Yeah, man. I Exactly. This sounded like fucking New York Dolls. It sounded like uh, Johnny Thunders and the Heartbreakers. Yeah, they, they, I was going to say MC5, whatever. This is very classic, garagey, proto-punk style stuff. Re- recording was perfect for the, it. The recording was great. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I really like this. It had, yeah, I, I, I like this a lot. Um, I'm going to be waiting for the tape to drop on this. And in the meantime, checking out the rest of these songs. For sure. This uh, definitely, this scratched the itch mm-hmm. that Omni of Halos has done. Yes. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. It's, it's, it's not the same thing, but, you know, it's not, it's, 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 it's not the typical ripping hardcore metal that, you know, sure. usually scratch the, scratch the itch. But, um, yeah, this was fucking really good. I like this. It was good, man. Yeah, this is, this is a tried and true style. And, like, I don't know, a lot of people cite the Stooges and cite the Dolls and stuff like that. But typically, they're performing a version of it that is updated, that incorporates influences that have, uh, that have cropped up in the intervening years. Whereas this legitimately did sound like it came out in 73, 74. Yeah. And I like that about this a lot. This was like pure throwback worship to a specific time and place. And it was a, a really, it did a really capable job at it, especially considering that's the opening track off of their first release. Thought that was really impressive. I liked it a lot. Definitely my favorite thing I heard tonight. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, what is next? Dang, one again. Okay, this is uh, this is the metal metal stuff out of New York. Manat. I'm gonna assume that is how that's pronounced. M A N A T. Um, you can find this at, well, you know what? I don't even know why I say that anymore. You can find it in the fucking show notes. Go click the link. Just tell them what the link is. Why? It doesn't help anybody. They maybe. can literally just open it and just click on it directly. It doesn't help. Maybe they're too busy. <laughs> right. And well, if they're too busy, then, then me saying it to them so they have nah, to type it like, out is worse. Like they're fucking doing some shit, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. They're listening to this. Right. But when you say it, they can type it directly uh-huh. in and go. <laughs> but why would they? Yeah. Okay. I. All right, sure. You can find this at Manat, M-A-N-A-T, Kamar, Q-A-M-A-R dot Bandcamp dot com. Next time, I'm not even, I'm not going to say any of the links and you're going to forget about it. And I'm just going to slowly phase that part of the show out. I will never forget it. Okay. All right. Uh, They have a, uh, they've got an eponymous track on here. They got a self, a self-titled track. They do. Um, I don't know if that's what we want to go with. It's usually what we do. Um, They have the opening song queued up to play. They also do that thing where like they forget to change the secondary uh, text color on their mm-hmm. fucking Bandcamp page. It's still black, so I have to like highlight it to see certain info on on the page. So yeah. if you're hearing this, guys, go change the secondary text color on your Bandcamp page so it's uh, more easily navigable. Um, you want to listen to their you want to listen to their eponymous track? Yeah, I think that's a good call because we're always like like I always say we always say if you're gonna name a song after your band, it better be the fucking banger. Yeah, better be a statement of purpose. Right. Uh, so we're gonna listen to Manat by Manat off of Manat.
All right, we just heard the song Monat by the band Monat off of their self-titled demo. How'd you feel about it? Um, I think I like this. Mm-hmm. I like the elements in this. I like the I like the way I like the way it was put together. I guess sure. I like the way the guitar sounded. I like the vocals. The vocals are kind of buried, but also almost unintelligible. Yeah, or well, not almost. They were unintelligible. Just you know, snarls for sure, which I dug. This particular song, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. It felt like it, it never really came together. I know what you mean. You know, it just kind of bumbled along. Sure. Um, yeah. That said, um, generally speaking, if a song, if, if there is like a center to a song that I can sink my teeth into mm-hmm. and sort of ride along with and it sounds like this, yeah, I'm way into it. For sure, yeah. So I think I'm just looking for that riff. I'm just looking for that core. Yeah, for sure. That uh, carries me through the rest of the song. I agree. So I think I like this, but I'll need to listen to the other tracks to determine. Yeah, I like what they're doing here generally. I think, again, all the elements at play here are absolutely my, to my taste, but there was never a part where they hit they like settled into something. I'm like, oh, that's crushing. You know right. what I mean? Right. Or like, oh yeah, this this riff immediately is going to get stuck in my head. So it seemed like uh, something where like the form and execution and everything is all correct, almost like yeah, I was ninety percent. But there was just I need I wa- I I didn't need because I still liked this, but I wanted just a little bit more to sink my teeth into yeah for sure a little bit more of a coherent composition it felt a little bit meandering for sure um but other than that i thought i think it looks fucking good right the art is sick if i saw this on a demo cassette that was like if i saw a demo cassette that looked like this that was five bucks in a fucking bin oh for sure picking this up every time you know what i mean yeah yeah absolutely so it looks good it was recorded well i thought the vocals were manic and feral and sick as well yeah pretty much everything about this sounds pretty damn good especially for for a debut release, especially for a demo. I'll check out the rest of this, no doubt. Thought it was thought it was real solid. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's uh let's roll. Minot, by the way, is uh, apparently a um ancient goddess of the Arabian Peninsula. Okay. Pre Islamic. Yeah. That sounds that sounds right. Okay. You know, sure. Yeah. It seems to be bands do that, Tiamat and so mm-hmm. forth. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. All right. What's uh what's next? Three. All right. Three is uh, Beta Maximo with Spain Vice. This is a band from uh, band from Spain. Uh, let's see here. They've got uh, they've got a title There's no track way this isn't here. silly fucking yeah eggy stuff. I would imagine so, just based on the look, right? Um, Sexy alien babes, yeah. or at least a babe, right? Yes. Right, head on and then in profile. Uh-huh. I don't know if she's sexy. Yeah, I'm it's not an sure, it's I'm an sure. artist's rendition of a sexy alien right. babe. Right, right, right. Yes, yeah. <laughs> right? like, like, you know, how much is there to go on here? Yeah, for sure. How sexy would an alien babe have to be? Uh, well, they would basically have to be Star Trek style aliens, where the only thing different is their head ridges. Yeah, you know what lobes, I mean. Yeah, different types of head ridges. Yeah, I love that. I mean, I fucking like, love like. Orion, like an Orion from the original series. Right, right, yes. yes. Yeah, 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 <laughs> sure. Um, like, the thing about, I love Star Trek's, like, I mean, I love Star Trek in general, but I love that the extent of their imagination in terms of, like, what constitutes an alien being is literally just a slightly different, 
just a slightly different variation on the head. Just some loafs. Yeah, that's it. You know there, there, I mean? There's a couple wilder ones. There, there are a couple wilder words, but but anytime you get back to like the 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 civilized races, they're always just a take on humans, and they right. always want to fuck each other. Right. You know. Right. Right. <laughs> just just a couple just a couple minor differences, but. Yep. There are some. There are some pretty wild. The, in Enterprise, there's one episode, and I can't remember which episode it is. Yeah. Where they encounter, you know, an alien race that is well beyond sure. their capability. Yeah. And you know, Enterprise comes under attack. It's boarded right. and everything. Yeah. I can't remember which episode it is. I'm just. I'll have to look it up. I guess. Mm-hmm. But the alien looks so fucking weird. Yeah. And it like you only get a glimpse of it. it it's it's CGI. Sure. Right. But you kind of wish that, that that alien would come back. It yeah. looks so fucking weird. Yeah. And it just sort of like steps past the doorway and looks in and then it keeps going. That's cool. Um, it's a pretty good episode. I, they, 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 they occasionally, you're right. You know why? It's because what, what they can get away with with uh, of course. You know, the yeah. special effects. They, they, got a bu- they got a budgetary my, limits. My, my favorite is like in uh, Deep Space Nine. With just the fucking like Wayun uh-huh. and the little monkey people. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, yo, here's here's my thing about like the, the what would happen if like let's say we did start uh, an intergalactic uh, spacefaring empire or civilization in which we came across other uh, intelligent life that most likely was not nearly as humanoid as as we w- portray them to be in right. like science fiction. Is like the freaks would have a heyday. Finally, they get to fuck big slugs and stuff. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like the freaks of all cultures would really find themselves in 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 harmony. Yeah, would you have to check and see how old the big alien slug was before you fucked it? It's see, that's tough because it's it's pure. It's perfectly relative to our our own social. Con, you know, our own social right. constructs dictate right. that sort of thing. Hey, in in fucking Voyager, yeah, you know, Neelix is. Banging a two-year-old. <laughs> yes, that's that's absolutely true. Right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, so, if you want to sit down and chew on that, go ahead. Right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right. So, I think you would have to. You'd just have to judge it. You know, culture to culture. Perhaps the age of maturity for slug people is only three years old. Right. And that's what it is. It right. doesn't mean you can come back and fuck three-year-old humans. No. But, but you can fuck that three-year-old fun. slug. You can fuck a three-year-old slug, but not a three-year-old human. <laughs> that's for sure. That's right. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's, listen to the, let's listen to the title track of this because that's a thing that we do because we make a lot of arbitrary decisions on this show. And then it's almost like our lives. We make arbitrary decisions and at one rare, point. it rarely works out. It rarely works out. And also it, for some reason, dictates the direction of many of our choices moving forward sometimes yeah, get, for years locked into it yeah, yeah yeah it's almost like when you adopt a, fil- a philosophy espoused by teenagers in the 80s and then you get it tattooed on your face and you are still doing it at the age of 32 right for some reason for some reason <laughs> <laughs> so let's listen to uh, let's listen to Spain Vice off of the record of the same name by Beta Maximo
We just listened to Spain Vice off of the record of the same name by Beta Maxico, Beta Maximo. How'd you feel about it? Of course, that's what this sounds like. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Right. Yep. Of course, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. It it was pretty. Here's the thing. You're not gonna do this, mm-hmm. especially coming from Spain, and not immediately be compared to Prison Affair. Yeah, sure. Right. This so, is this is definitely a lot. I I would say this is a lot lighter and more upbeat and kind of kitschy than Prison Affair for sure, though. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But like you're you're still not going to escape that comparison. Yeah, for sure. Right. So this was pretty good. This falls in line with you know what you're getting when you see the little eight. It's like the gobs. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Sure. Um. So you know. This is exactly what I expected. Yeah. It was a little bit better maybe than I expected. Yeah. I thought I, I think I maybe expected something a little more throwaway and lo-fi, but sure. this is a pretty catchy little tune. Yeah. I like this. Yeah, no doubt. It was, it was pretty good. It was like a little bit more bubblegummy than A, I would have expected and B, I think I would prefer. Uh, and, but I will say to its credit, we talk about this stuff being hyper abridged and it not always serving it. I actually thought that this got, a fair amount done in a minute and 18 seconds. It felt, it did feel like a whole song. It managed mm-hmm. to fit in a couple ideas. It spliced them together real nicely. The person doing this clearly can write a nice catchy little uh, power pop song. Uh, you know, like this is, this is a, a skilled enough songwriter and recording engineer. I'm going to assume this is like a home. It says bedroom punk. I assume this is like a home recording. Everything sounded pretty good. The mix was good. The song was really solid. I don't say, I I can't say that it necessarily piqued my interest enough that I'm going to like dive into this. No, no, because there's just, this is a perfect example of it's fine, Mm -hmm. but there's just so much of this stuff out there. Yeah, for sure. Right. The only reason to really follow this is number one, you know, him. Yeah. We said it before, you know, him, you see him live, you have a personal connection. Or this is like one of the first bands you hear that sounds like sure, this. Sure, right. Yep, exactly. So totally fine. Uh, never never going to remember this in six months, unfortunately, but totally fine. Yeah. Let's roll the dice uh, one more time because we only got a few messages too. Okay. So. Okay. Two. All right. Two is uh, the Surfer James stuff off of their four-way split, a.k.a. compilation. Off their compilation with... Four, three other bands. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think that they told me, Vinny said that uh, the second song was most representational of them, which is a funny thing to say about a release in which there are four songs all clocking in at 30 seconds Yo, or under. Uh, yeah, okay, okay, okay. So this is all Surfer James? This is all Surfer James. Okay. I, I yeah, thought no, I was... if, this were, <laughs> if this were four songs by the four different bands and they were all 30 seconds long, the yeah. Shame on you. For sure, <laughs> for sure. I will say, like, even though, you know, Sidetracked, for example, they have these hyper, hyper condensed songs, but the releases, at the very least, have, like, you know, 15, 20 songs on right. them usually, so God bless. Um, so, okay, we're going to listen to Spitting Distance by Surfer James off of their split. All right, we just heard Spitting Distance by Surfer James off of their four-way split with Sidetracked, Meth the Camp, and Heck Dorlin. How'd you feel about it? Perfectly competent. Yeah, it was quite I, good. Here's the thing. I, I, I'm i done yeah. with this stuff. Sure, yeah, for the mo- almost entirely. Right, yeah. it has to be absolute fucking cream of the crop. Yep, I agree. Because for six years, six or seven years, mm-hmm. this is virtually 
this was like 85% of my live band in, you know, yeah. intake. Yeah, sure. Whether it was because I wanted to or not. Yes. Right. Cause it's, basically that's all that was playing at the house for a while. Absolutely. Um, and, uh, I, I'm, by and large, done. We've said it before. This stuff is super fun to play. Yes, very fun. It's super fun to see as long as everybody understands that your set should not be this sort of stuff. Your mm -hmm. your set should not be more than 13 minutes. Yeah, that's about right. Right? Yep. No breaks in between. Yes. Fucking go. Yep. Right? Um, it, it really rides... It really rides a fine line between being genuinely like engaging and aggressive and, you know, intense mm -hmm. and being hokey and silly. For sure. I don't feel like this, this, this strayed too far into the hokey I agree. end of the spectrum. Yeah. Right. Um, so I think that this was, I think that live this band would probably be pretty good. Yes. And this, that's about the only context in which I seek this stuff out anymore. Yeah, true. Yep, I, I'm pretty you know, much if, in the same If page. I happen to see a live band that sounds like this, I'm certainly not going to a show or a fest anymore with like six bands that yeah. sound like this. Yeah, for sure. That that time is coming gone for me too. But they fit a lot of fucking parts into 31 seconds yeah. of music. I I will 100% give them the roses, tip my hat to them on that one. That was, uh, that was a pretty impressive feat. I was surprised when each new part started and they managed to actually get it in there. And they, again... Even in that very condensed song format, felt pretty much like a complete song. Um, yeah, this was this was really solid. I thought it was well executed, but I agree with you on on all of the aforementioned topics. It's just yeah, like, the thrill you know, is gone, man. Like I gone. I love yeah. this stuff. Yeah, historically, sure, right. Yeah. I love I love the um, I guess the uh, the intent of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. But it's just so fucking locked in, and and like it's so locked in and dragged down by its own sort of gravity of aesthetic and everything. Like every mm -hmm. single one of these releases looks the fucking same. For sure. Every single one of them. Yep. Right. They have, the, how many fucking four way splits exist with bands that sound just fucking like this. Yeah. Right. And you have the nerve to call it a four way split. And I know we're, you know, it's pedantic, but sure. like it's a fucking comp. Yeah. At that point. Right. Certainly. Knock it off. For sure. Right. The, the logos always look the same. The sure. art always looks the same. Everything about it is the same. So there's not really any reason for me to pay attention to the differences between the millions of bands that sound like this. I'm only going to pay attention to the absolute fucking best. Yep, agreed. And as you, as you said, I will reiterate, this kind of stuff is really fun to play. I did vocals on a demo that sounds basically like this at, at one point in the last two years. And guess what? The imagery is black and white. It features a child and a tank. The tech, the font looks the same. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It's one of those things where, especially if you're trying to just, uh, if you're a fan of this type of stuff, especially historically, and you just want to do like a fun genre exercise, this is a fun genre to do it within. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Sure. Um, it's a lot of fun to play and do. And like, I don't begrudge anybody who decides to play this stuff because live, as you said, it's fun to watch when it's well done. It's fun to play. It's hyper. It's a. It's low. Um, it's low demand on the members of the bands. You know what I mean? It's just like, uh, I get it entirely, but I'm pretty checked out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Pretty checked out. So, uh, okay, let's, uh, let's, let's listen to a few messages. All right. Yo, sorry. Dropped the call. Uh, you know, fucking Verizon. What are you going to do? Uh, it's D. Smokey Johnson. Uh, you know what? I want to talk about a band again. 
Last time it was AOD. This time, been listening to Haggis. How do you guys feel about Haggis? Do you like mints? Do you think mints is bad? I personally think it's pretty fucking cool that he sounds like, uh, I don't know, kind of like the Cookie Monster, but pitched down with like a little bit of a chorus on it or something weird like that. Sounds real greasy, like he's uh, using a burrito as a microphone. Anyway, Haggis is sick. Makes me want to eat food that's bad for my body and, uh, you know, fight somebody. So tell me, tell me about your favorite, uh, gore grind, grind core, mint core, whatever the fuck you want to call it, uh, real gross sounding metal music. Tell me about your favorites. Thanks. Keith Smokey Johnson signing off. I'm not going to say a weird thing after I cut off to interrupt you either. Not like I normally do. Also, I got some advice. Uh, eat some fucking hamburgers. Don't care if you're vegan, vegetarian, or not. Eat some fucking hamburgers. Hamburgers make you feel good. It tastes good. Fucking eat a hamburger. Fucking goddamn it. Yeah, hamburgers are good. Uh, so th- this this is a this message was pretty apropos considering what we were just talking about, and it's something that if you've been listening to the show for a long time, you've already heard us run this topic well into the ground, but. On the topic of like mince, mince core, and that particular brand of grind, gore grind adjacent type of stuff. That is also something that I know both Nate and myself uh, got very tired of over many years of being exposed to it up close for long stretches at a time. Uh, just where, you know, every show that would come through Fort Wayne that would be at Nate's old house was like mince and grind stuff. That said, as we have mentioned many times before on this show, we actually live in very close proximity to what I would consider kind of the the mince and grind capital of uh, of the Midwest, Lima, Ohio, where many of my favorite bands of the genre emerged from. We always talk about this band, but I think that they're one of the best to do that particular form of grindcore. Pizza High Five, if you're not familiar. If you like Haggis, you'll probably like Pizza High Five. It's not the same, but it's well in the vein. Did Haggis play at the house ever? I have no idea. I feel like they almost certainly did. They almost certainly did. I think I saw them at the house before. If not, I probably saw them at the leather shop in Ohio. Um, Yeah, Lima and those dudes, like the core group of people that lived at, still live at, and ran shows at uh, uh, out of the leather shop in Lima, like those dudes are real-ass motherfuckers who make really good music and put considerably more effort into what they're doing than most bands of that of that style. There's other bands out of there, including like members of that core group that more recently, like we heard on the show Carbuncle that our friend James plays in sure. and the, and the, uh, the other dudes from the leather shop. Like I think, I think trashy and night school playing, playing that band too. And it's very good, like gore grind stuff. Mm-hmm. There's also uh Moiskus from that general area that I think we also had on the show. That's really good. Contemporary gore grind type of stuff. Um, there's been a shit ton of bands out of there over the years. Fucking couple skate comes to mind. Um, there's plenty of music in this vein that I liked more at one point. Like, you know, I like Agathocles and I like Archigathis and shit. And our buddies playing Nakai, which often share stages with this, even though it's a little bit different. It's certainly they've shared many stages with bands of this of this ilk over the years. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we've had plenty of exposure to this stuff and I like plenty of it, but I'm pretty checked out on this, too. Like, I don't keep up with a whole lot of stuff in this vein that's going on unless it's something that my buddies are doing. 
Uh, and there's a few exceptions here, here and there. And I delve more into like the really absurd depths of this kind of stuff than Nate does, for example. Like I like putrid pile and I like cemetery rapist and bullshit like gore grindy slam stuff. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's like um, it doesn't really pique my interest a ton these days. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it, I can't think of a, I mean, I can't think of a contemporary of Haggis, right, mm-hmm. that I pay a terrible amount of attention to. Sure. Most of these bands that I'm listening to are at least, you know, 8 to 12 years old. For sure. Or older. Yeah. And when I think about gore grind, like, yeah, I'm definitely not into the hyper-reductive verbally sure. um, uninteresting, you know, 50 tracks per release, triple yeah. X maniac gore grind. Sure. Yeah. Gore porno grind. I really right. just don't like that shit. Yeah. Um, I don't think anybody actually does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. Right. I think, I think that, I think that people say they like it just because they think it's still shocking. Right. But it's not, not really, you know, not in and, 2022. And, 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 you know, like, so I, I don't actually think that anybody actually does like it. Yeah. Um, when you look at shows of those bands playing, and I've been to plenty of shows where those sorts of bands play, yeah. nobody really pays attention. Mm-hmm. Nobody really gives a shit. Yeah, true. Um, so, I, you know, if I think about a good gore grind band that I like, uh, I don't know, Regurgitate? Sure, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I Again, I'm going back to the cream of the crop. I'm yes. going back to the bands you should be paying attention to. Right. Right? Um, so it's something like that. So something else that kind of keeps me at arm's length with a lot of this stuff is just being up close to it and seeing like how comparatively tame and fucking milk toast a lot of oh, the people are. Yes, for sure. Yes. To what they're presenting. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think that's one reason I always liked the leather shop and those dudes too is because you couldn't, deb- at least at the height of like that scene in Lima, you couldn't debate the realness. Like you would go to those shows and there'd just be like weird neighborhood crackheads like at the show, right. hanging out. I, I've seen dudes drink bottles of piss there. I've seen people jump off the fucking roof into garbage cans. Right. <laughs> like at, it was a scummy, wild fucking place. It was deeply, it was not uninviting in the sense that people weren't nice there. People were very nice. But if you weren't, down to be get down with some really grimy shit you wouldn't walk through the door the back room was covered in porn the poons <laughs> the poon saloon was back there with the the cardboard doors the cardboard saloon doors that said poon saloon on them uh i've seen a lot of people uh, using illicit substances i've seen people smoke crack in that house before and I'm not saying that any of those things are good, but I am saying that at the very least, the music that they were making and the lifestyle that they were living were incongruence. And I liked that. I liked that component of like the Lima scene is that they were, even though they were nice, fundamentally good people, they were as grimy as you would expect the type of people making that music to be. And I liked, I liked that concord. Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, I, I found it to get kind of tiresome after a while, for sure. Yes, it, 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 you know, a lot of a lot of bands came through, and I saw a lot of bands and, and folks who did that. And by and large, I found them to be almost entirely lacking of anything interesting or any substance. Absolutely, for right? sure. Yes, and um, that was just boring. Yeah, no doubt. You know, like, man, I, I'm just, I'm not into like making. Uh, I'm just not into like riffing on stitches and making jokes about like 
trap yeah <laughs> all fucking night <laughs> yeah, for it's sure. fucking boring yeah right it's yeah. stupid yes right and um i found that a lot of this stuff is just uh for for far too many folks and you know because this is such an i, I guess an easy genre to sort of get away with it yeah it, it's just it's just an excuse to just be goddamn awful for sure and uh make some noise and and yeah. travel and party yep Fine, if that's what you like to do, but I hate parties. Yes. I hate fun. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah, yeah. And um, no fucking thanks. Yeah, you'd be better off. These are like dudes that were born to be carnies, but just missed their calling. Yeah, there you know? is a definite carny vibe <laughs> going on. There's a big carny vibe. Right? A, real, a real fucking carny vibe. So, again, just like with a lot of the fast core, I find that it just kind of gets bogged down in its own gravity. Yep. It's stuck in a rut. It's fine for a time, but eventually it just it's all it it's all all the same and far too much of it is just really mediocre for sure because it could be so much more it could it be could a be lot more so than much is. fucking more yes right yep for sure you know that's yeah that is the great tragedy of contemporary grindcore yeah for sure all right let's listen to our next and last message for the night Hey, what's up? I'm just wondering, um, I'm editing my podcast right now, and I'm wondering, what do you guys do um, when you edit your podcast? Like, how much editing goes into it? Um, do you cut out all the ums and ahs and shit, or do you just kind of leave it, like, as it is? I'm just interested in the process. Also, anything in post-production that you can do to make it sound better? Um, I don't do a whole lot, but I also uh, don't really give a shit how my podcast sound quality is i know wondering if there's anything quick and easy i can do to make it sound better and kill fuck mary no i'll save that for another episode all right see you later bye well you picked one of the least professional motherfuckers on the planet to ask about this question an audio engineer i am not although i managed to stumble my way through it uh, I am deeply anal retentive in very strange ways that don't benefit myself or anybody around me. Uh, so I do meticulously edit the podcast, but probably not in ways that anybody would notice except for me. I don't cut out the, the ums and, and ahs per se, but I do edit for content sometimes in the sense that like we sometimes say really racist shit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Right. Yeah, so, sometimes we go, oh, now you're going to have to edit that out. <laughs> and so, of course, I have to edit content like that out of the show. Um, but no, sometimes I edit for just like basic sort of like, uh, like we're, we're even dumber. I guess what I mean is the product that you're getting, as stupid as we sound, prior to editing, we sound even dumber than that. You know what I mean? What are you, what are you looking at? I'll show you later. Uh, okay. We're, so we sound even dumber than that. So I do sometimes edit stuff just so that if there are big gaps in what we're talking about, or if we've like uh, spoken gravely misspoken about a thing, I might just chop that out of there. You know what I mean? <laughs> stuff like that. Um, but other than that, I don't do a whole lot. We, we, no. we did invest in a, a, fairly expensive setup so that a lot of the sound issues are, are solved at the front of the house. So right. I don't have to do a ton on the back end in that sense. But as far as making your podcast sound better, I mean, our podcast is quiet because I don't have like a proper mastering program. So if you can get it mastered, I would recommend doing that. If you can use a better program than GarageBand, do that, even though I don't. Uh, get Here's one thing that you can do that's very easy is like go through 
hand edit your like EQ on it so that you get like you cut out all of the bad like sibilance and shitty frequencies and then just save that as a preset and apply it to every podcast that you record moving forward. That's what I do. I just have voice presets. I went through it took me, you know, I don't know, 20 minutes to get a good EQ on Nate and I's voice save the preset, I apply it to everything and it makes a sound, you know, at least marginally better than it does the, 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 the raw audio does. So, um, yeah, that's all the advice I have for you. If, if I'm sure Google will tell you and YouTube will tell you a lot more useful tips than I could ever give you. Cause I, uh, I'm winging it, man. I'm flying by the seat of my pants here. Yeah. And I mean, you still get the pretty, pretty much the raw, the raw unedited conversation. Yeah, yeah. As far, yeah, it's, it's just a lot of my. <clears throat> yeah, it gets cut out. Yeah, there's yeah, exactly. That's that is almost in everything that gets cut out. Everything else pretty much gets left in, with a with a few minor exceptions here and there. Um, we forgot to um, circle back around on the covers you like more than the original topic because I didn't I didn't remember to do that at all. Yeah, I, I gave one. I didn't think about it that much. Yeah, me neither. I, <laughs> sorry, sorry, <laughs> maybe maybe next time. Yep. Uh, so you, you know, did you also um, did you also say at the beginning, um, you know, how you can submit stuff? I did and things like that. Yeah, I did okay, do that. Good. Yes. Um, so here's one uh, from AJ, I believe. Yes, Herman Lee and the old drummer of Dragon Force uh, were involved in a progenitor project, Demoniac, that sported SS that sported SS bands and had some insane song titles. They did have some insane song titles. Uh, when I got this text, I looked it up. Um, there's some pretty, there's like some overtly sketchy stuff. I think that stuff happened before Herman Lee joined and after Herman Lee joined, they started, uh, moving in like a more power metal direction and then yeah. they became Dragon Force. Eventually. Yeah. I mean, it's formed in 93. Yeah. Um, I, I seem to kind of like this logo is now sort of like pinging something in my sure. memory. So maybe I was aware of this. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, and then they, they found something that was more profitable, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Playing uh, video game music. Yes, yeah, for sure. It's certainly more profitable than playing racist black metal. Yeah. Um, and then the last text we have is uh, a goiter or gullet, you decide. With a very large man, man breaks into a Wendy's and eats gallons of chili. I, there's no way that's a real there's picture. no way that that's At a real picture. Or no fucking way. <laughs> yeah, a South Carolina man found an extreme way to cheat on his diet last night. He broke into a closed fast food nope. restaurant and ate more than 25 no, gallons of no, chili. No, he didn't. No, he certainly no, he did didn't. not. He, he, his stomach does not have a 25-gallon capacity. No, no And way. that picture on the right is not the same man in the left. <laughs> no, it's that certainly not. That picture on the right looks like it's looks like some sort of like golden eye filter was applied <laughs> yes, to it. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it looks like they're they're playing on DK mode or something. Yeah. Um, and, but anyway, yeah. that is a gullet. Yeah, that's a gullet, not a goiter. Yeah. You know a goiter when you see it. Believe me, when you see a goiter, you know that's no gullet. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yes, Evilly, easily differentiated between. Um, if you want to join the Patreon, if you want to join the Patreon, it's patreon.com slash demo listen podcast. If you want to uh, call and leave us a message or shoot us a text, it's 260-222-8341. I don't have any additional closing thoughts. So as long as you're content with the way this episode has concluded. So I'm looking at demoniac song titles. Uh huh. There's none right now that I'm seeing that, um, I, Oh, let me get on to it. Okay. There's none that I'm seeing right now that are particularly egregious, right? Uh -huh. uh, on uh, Prepare for War. Okay. The Birth of Diabolic Blood, The Earth Calls Me, right? Uh-huh. 
missing anthropos whatever misanthropic right yeah hammer of damnation yeah what about why don't you check out Celtic Stormblade? Sort of, well that's what i'm gonna say but when you get to Stormblade, mm -hmm. track eight's got a name <laughs> track eight does have a name for sure it's got lyrics yeah um yeah track eight's got a name yeah. but that's really the only dead giveaway sure yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know. And and to be fair, um, they when interviewed about it later at a later date by like Vice or something, um, the individual in question, I can't remember what member of the band uh, was interviewed. He said it, it uh, all just a joke. LOL. I, I, I don't know? doubt that whatsoever because sure. the picture of them shows them they look they look like they're trying to be black metal the, the the black metal dwarves. Right. Because the picture shows like four naked chicks. Sure. And two dudes in, and they all have corpse paint on, but four of them are naked chicks. Yes, and here, oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. On Demons of the Night, <laughs> this, the last song is called "Kill All the Faggots." Too. So it's it seems like yeah, you can decide whether or not you think the joke is in poor taste or not. But it does seem like a very on the nose joke. Yeah, for sure. Sure, you know what I mean. It's totally fine to say the joke is bad, but I think the argument that yes, this was a stupid joke probably holds up based on song titles that on the nose. Right. I don't think if you really mean it that you're going to go that blatant. Right. You know what I mean? Um, so, uh, okay. That's, that's a great, that's a great note to end on. Thanks for checking out the show and we'll, uh, we'll, 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 well, we'll be here next week. Yeah. We'll <laughs> talk to you later. Yeah. See ya. Talk off. <laughs>